Welcome back to Yellow Fever Podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything. And it's been a while. It's been like two months. Um, I'm kind of a liar when I said that I would, you know, keep doing this consistently. But it wasn't my fault because the last time I uploaded, I literally went on winter break. And I didn't bring my stuff with me because get ma- literally sue me for wanting to spend time with my family and my friends. Um, so I was... <laughs> It's really manipulative, but that's okay. Um, once again, I'm here recording by myself, but I have a, I have a friend in the room with me. Her name's Olivia. Hi. <laughs> and she's just going to say, she's not going to say anything. You know, she doesn't, you know, she's just going to be my audience today. She's going to be my audience and I'm going to talk to her. Um, quick life update. Nothing too crazy. The new year has been decent. Um, actually kind of gross to say the least. It's been kind of bad. Um, I had COVID, (laughs) started off the year with COVID, literally got COVID like two weeks into the year. And I don't even know how many times I can say that sentence over and over again, but like, it was bad. I got sick a lot. School kind of sucked. Um, winter started hitting. It was just bad. Um, but Hey, it's getting warmer. I don't have to wear a huge winter jacket out anymore. Even though winter literally lasted maybe two and a half weeks. We did get some snow, though, and there were some beautiful snowmen outside, but that's besides the point. That's not what we're here to talk about today. Um, Back in the day, I had an episode talking about imposter syndrome, and I've come to realize that um, imposter syndrome in college is very different than it is in high school, Um, just because of, like, the implications of what college versus high school mean. So I've decided today that I'm going to broaden that and sort of just talk about self-worth in general because um, I think it's a really important thing for people to have because it kind of, you know, how do I say this? Maximizes our life satisfaction. Um, If you think about it, you can't really be happy with the world unless you're happy with yourself. So today I'm going to talk about self-worth and just a few things, a few aspects of self-worth that I've had experience with and how I sort of got past it. Um, But yeah, Um, first thing I'm gonna talk about is I'm gonna go back to that imposter syndrome. Um, Imposter syndrome is so real. Um, It's something that when I was in like my first year or two of high school, I mean, it's not even something that I really got in high school academically because I went to a competitive high school. It just wasn't something that I cared much about, if that makes sense. Like, I knew that high school was important to go to college, but in the back of my mind, I sort of knew that the implications of high school towards, like, a career path, like, doesn't really mean much, um, if that makes sense. But in college, it's a whole different ballpark. Um, The second you step foot on campus, you are starting your path to, I don't know, one self-discovery you got to figure out what the fuck you want to do because if you can't figure that out like why are you in college that's the point of college and it's 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 a re it's like kind of a sad reality that we're like forced to like figure shit out in two years when like i i talk about this all the time but everybody comes from different backgrounds we all come from different experiences with high school different education levels in general and like how and how we've been taught growing up And to sort of consolidate all of that into two years of, you know, figure out what the fuck you want to do is kind of insane. Um, I'm kind of fortunate in that, like, I kind of knew what I wanted to do coming in. 
I knew that I wanted to, you know, study something in the STEM, something in biology, and then go on from there. But my first few weeks at Northwestern were horrible. Not like socially, it was pretty good socially, but I'm talking more academically and sort of like how unprepared I felt. And this isn't to say that like everybody else was prepared. It's just that I felt unprepared with college, which is looking back kind of an absurd mentality to have because you can't really understand how college works until you're in college. And I, you know, I set really high expectations for myself, sort of like expected that I would be able to adjust quickly. Um, But I mean, I talked about this in my last episode, like it's just not realistic. Like you need to give your t- give yourself time to move, to you know adjust and figure things out because it is a whole different ballpark. It is a different phase of your life. It's a different thing that you're in. I can't even specify what the thing is, but it's just a thing. You know, it's just like you're gonna look back on college and it's just gonna be like, oh, that was a thing. Like that was a phase, and you're gonna do great after that. But one thing that I think that our education system really fails with is attaching these measurable variables that dictate how smart people are like grades right and i and i and i've always been like and in high school maybe like like the a the a through f system is maybe a little better in terms of assigning grades because in high school i had the zero through 100 and that sort of like set competition at every single little change of a grade but with letter grades sort of encompassing like a wide range of numbers, it's it's a little bit better, but still like, it's very easy at a competitive school to overvalue your grades over what you actually learn. And this kind of reminds me of this TikTok that I saw about how people like cheat their way through med school. And it's not that, it's not necessarily their fault, I would say. Like it is their fault for like, you know, taking it upon themselves to cheat their medical school. But, like, if if grades weren't so heavily valued, then people would care less about them and worry more about just, you know, learning shit, which I feel like is, at the end of the day, more important. And I've also realized that no amount of learning that you do for college is really going to help me. Or, like, this is what I think, at least, and I could be completely wrong, but I, I don't see myself applying everything that I learned here in college to what I do in the future because I think that um, even like taking classes like chemistry biology and, and physics or whatever things that are required to go to medical school once you get into the medical field sure you can have all of this factual knowledge about like how you know certain things that happen in the body or how the world works or whatever but then like you don't know anything about how to deal with people or patients or like what or like the pace of healthcare. It's just like not something that you really get to learn until you're actually experiencing it. So there's so much weird metrics that school teaches us that I don't think are particularly useful for the real for the real life. We're not really being graded on how we do in the real life. And I feel like if we sort of put in a, like less of an emphasis on grades and more about how we're using our education, that's sort of better but with sort of how we deal with things now it's sort of just all about like if you can get an a you're gonna get into this right but i I think that there's sort of like this drive towards like lessening the effect of grades but it's it's still not enough 
or it's sort of like we're in this weird transitionary like transition period where people are realizing that like they don't really need phenomenal grades to do well but then in some places you do and it, it's just weird um i got made i had major imposter syndrome here for the first like month or two and i still do sometimes because i thought that because i realized that i wasn't performing to the way that i would in high school but that's me like being dumb and being like oh it's gonna be the same as high school but that's not true like the reality is like once again like you need to adjust right and and sometimes that takes a hit on your grades because you're fig you're still figuring you're like figuring out a new life balance you're figuring out a new social life a new schedule a new day a new sleep schedule a new eating schedule like for some students like they're coming from international they're like international students so they're dealing with time zones and like just being in america like that's a very different experience than it is abroad so with there's no point in sort of like comparing yourself to other people and it's very easy to be like oh this person understands this then why don't i well sorry but you just don't like it's like not a big deal that you don't and like and who is to say that like you won't get it eventually right and i think one really important thing that a lot of people fail to notice and it's it's, it's one thing that i was really bad at recognizing early on is that everybody operates on their own timeline um nobody's like there isn't one way of living life right and like you can have conversations with everybody around you nobody had nobody had the exact same upbringing like nobody was like oh we all all of our balls dropped when we were 12 like no like everybody biologically changes socially changes at different times and intelligently too it, it, it's it, it's like you can't expect to learn things at a certain time at the same pace of other people because it's not how learning works you sort of have to like deal with things at your own pace what's more comfortable for you and stop comparing yourself to other people because at the end at the end of the day there's not something you're, you're not comparing yourself to anything it's like it's like comparing what's like a really good example like apples to pancakes completely different things you can't compare them and just because a pancake is slightly sweeter doesn't mean it's better <laughs> yeah and that's what i'm gonna say if you have imposter syndrome suck it up no i'm kidding i'm kidding um i think one thing that's really helped me lately with imposter syndrome is stop asking people how they did on stuff because it's really easy once you know how other people performed to compare yourself and sometimes it is comforting to know how, where you lie and like compared to the average but sometimes you don't need to know that you know in most cases if you feel comfortable if you're confident with how you did on a test if you feel comfortable after submitting an assignment why not let yourself be comfortable right like why do you have to fuck it up for yourself by talking to other people and figuring out what how they did or how they felt they did because at the end of the day it's just not going to be good for you and i think that one thing recently was i took a chemistry midterm and after the midterm i told myself that after the midterm i would get up and i would leave i wouldn't talk to anybody i wouldn't compare myself to anybody i wouldn't compare my answers to anybody's answers i wouldn't talk to anybody in that class not until i had you know had some time to just sit with the midterm and not even because the midterm was bad but because me comparing myself to somebody else does nothing but make me feel worse about myself it's like there's no tangible benefit to comparing yourself to how other people did 
And I think intelligence is something that's really subjective. Like, it's not determined by one thing. Um, a grade doesn't determine if you're good at chemistry. Um, anybody, like, and, and if you think about it this way, it's like people who are, like, chemists, right? Most of them are probably not, probably, like, a lot of them probably didn't do, they probably didn't score in, like, the top 0.1% of their chemistry class. They probably worked their way up because it's something that they were passionate about and they just went for it. And that's, that's, I feel like that's sort of, like, the positive outlook that a lot of, a lot of us should have when it comes to learning, especially in college when the things that you're learning or, like, the thing that you, the thing that you study is sort of going to carry on with you um past college unless you pursue like a postgraduate like post undergrad degree or whatever um but yeah like i think that like with imposter syndrome the one thing that i've the one thing i would advise is to sort of just stop comparing yourself to other people and and i'm not saying that you don't have to do that necessarily directly you can sort of just do little things to stop comparing yourself to other people you know like instead of asking what did you get on the test or how do you think you did on the test? Talk about other shit. People who are, everybody's a little self-conscious about themselves. Everybody is slightly insecure about how they perform academically, especially if you go to a school that is particularly competitive. Stop asking them about their grades or stop asking them about their, like how they performed. Ask them about other parts of their day. Like they don't want to look back and have to like recall, <laughs> you know, a traumatic event. Like nobody wants to do that. So don't do that. Just, just, you know, go about your life. And that's what I'm going to leave it off with. But I am going to segue this into the next thing about socially knowing your self-worth. If you don't talk about academics, what do you talk about? Or how do you carry yourself in conversations? Um, the number one thing I think comes that comes with not having self-worth, if there's any real correlation between two variables, it's self-worth and people-pleasing. Um, being a people-pleaser... You can't be both a people pleaser to a, like an extreme extent while also having self-worth because the reality is to me being a people pleaser is sort of just doing what people want when they want it but the reality is like not everybody's desires are the same right um say like somebody was like like if I if, if every time somebody asked me to act, to borrow twenty dollars, and I gave them twenty dollars every single time, I would have no money for myself, and that would mean that I can't indulge in things that I want or I can't buy stuff that I need for like basic survival. But like even beyond that, it's just like being a people pleaser just does not help you in any way, and I think it's really easy to sort of. When I was when I was sort of younger, I, I sort of had this mentality that like if I did what other people want, it'll make me feel better about myself, um, which to some extent is true. But I feel like there are so many more effective ways of sort of being good to yourself and learning self-worth and like figuring things out. Um, and I think that sort of just being what other people want you to be is not how you live your life. It's not how you, you know, decide that. Like, you don't, like, I don't, I'm not going to wake up one day and just go, you know what? I'm going to do what everybody fucking wants. I'm not going to think about what I want. Because 
biologically we all have needs which also means that socially we also have needs and i and, and unless you make those needs clear unless those needs are met you're not going to feel satisfied and i think that there needs to be this really good balance of i will do this for somebody as a favor or i will do this for somebody because i feel a strong connection or a strong affection with my friends and i'll do this for them because i want to be nice to them versus just like i'm going to do this because i want them to or because they asked me to or because i always do it for them so i should keep doing it for them like that's not don't do that that's not it's not cool don't do it and i think that when i was younger i was always super like people pleasing i was always like and i would always like break the rules like not even oh my god that sounds so dramatic like if my mom would be like oh come home right now i remember this vividly there was one day where my mom had told me that i had been spending too much time with my friends and not staying home and do my work so she asked that i come home right after school and just do my work and i mean i didn't like i ended up going out hanging out with friends because they asked me to and and sort of just doing and i i was always the type of person to offer to pay for people's stuff just because i thought that it made me look better um while at the same time i was dealing with so many like identity struggles it was crazy but like um if if we were like at a restaurant or like not if we were in a restaurant if we were like in in, at like a deli to buy like a sandwich or whatever i would always be like oh no like let me get that like i'll get it like even if i didn't have the money or if i knew that like my mom would kill me if i didn't have money i would still do it because i so i so overvalued other people's lives and other people's state of beings that i completely forgot like my own like i completely neglected my own privacy and my own personal life and that that even though in the moment will 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 feel all right and will feel good because doing good things for other people feel good it's going to come back and hit you like a truck if you never take care of yourself and i never did take care of myself i always you know people came above me and that was not the way that is not the way to live your life and that is not the way that i live my life anymore and Sometimes it also stems from having shitty friends. Um, I think that people deserve, um, we all deserve friends who elevate us and push us to our limits and bring out our greatest potentials. But some people don't do that. And I, and I'm, I wish I could say that there was like an easy like formula or checklist to apply to each person to, you know, decide whether or not they're good for you it's not that's not how reality works it's it's sort of just you sort of just have to figure it out for yourself which is kind of tough but um because at the end of the day like nobody can tell you what to do like it's it's your life your intuition is probably correct and even if it is wrong well we make decisions for a reason um and there also when it comes to this whole timeline thing there is no rush to sort of figuring out your self-worth socially your place in society or your role like that's not something that you have to figure out when you're 12. it, it is like an entire like journey it is not easy it is not you know necessary it, it's not easy and, and i wish that i could tell you how to do it and i wish that i could tell you how i did it but the reality is I didn't really do it. Like I like I I've done it in in some aspects, but I lack it in other aspects. But I think that the number one thing about knowing self-worth is sort of just being aware. 
being aware when you're not doing the when you're not respecting yourself versus when you're when you are and just think about how it makes you feel like if i if i if i had this sort of like relationship with my friends where i was constantly giving constantly giving right and in the moment it makes me feel good because i'm doing good things to them or good things for them but i never return it i never get it in return because i'm giving at such an extreme right when you give at such like a high level or like you give or you're constantly giving and you're and you're constantly promoting other people and raising other people up it's very i'm going to be honest it's very hard to receive that same sort of thing back and then you get into this whole loophole of like oh is it me like am i not enough like am i not doing enough like should i be doing more so then you compensate by doing even more right and then and then and then you 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 see how that kind of goes into like this whole like linear growth of like self unsatisfaction like i don't really know what the word is but like like you sort of like lose your own personal values and you start thinking about how other people will perceive you and how their perception of you is dependent on whether or not you do certain things for them like do xyz for them right but that's not what knowing self-worth is that is you being a pushover and an absolute bitch so don't do it like i I think that um it's it's very hard to sort of realize that and catch yourself doing it but i think being alone is a great solution i think that like when you're alone if you think about it if you were sitting in your room alone maybe you would think about how other people are doing and maybe you'll think about what you can do for other people in that moment but if you really like physically isolate yourself for a little bit, which is healthy, like people need to be alone. Like we need, we all need to know how to handle ourselves and like, you know, be alone. But if you sit in a room, and this is what I used to do a lot. I would leave myself in, I would put myself in a room if I felt myself getting flustered or stressed or unsatisfied. And I would just, well, journaling is a great idea, but sort of any sort of out out outlet is fine it can even just be in your thoughts but you sort of just sit there and think like why do i feel the way that i do and how and like what do i want in this moment and you can write it down you can think about it and keep it in the, keep it in the back of your head you can type it up you can do whatever you want whatever is best for you but when you're alone all the majority of your thoughts is about yourself and that's not to say that you don't ever think about other people. It's just that when you're... Think about, like, if you're sitting in a room with, like, a bunch of your friends. And they're talking and they're talking and they're chatting and they're having fun. And you're having fun. And then you're sort of like, oh, like, my social battery's low. Don't really want to be here anymore. I'm not really happy. But if you, but if I leave, I look like a dick and I look like I hate my friends and I look like I'm being dramatic or whatever. That is like, really, that's, that's bad. That's not self-worth at all. And I think that like understanding and being aware of what you want when you want them is really important to gaining your self-worth. And think about it this way. You learn new things about yourself every single day and that kind of ties back into that whole timeline thing. If you if you catch yourself in a novel situation and you feel yourself reacting a certain way, you can attribute that reaction 
to whether or not you want to continue doing a certain thing, right? And I think that when it comes to knowing your self-worth, if there's anything that displays how you feel about yourself, it's how you carry yourself with other people, if that makes sense. It's sort of like, if you can sort of understand like this dynamic between you and your friends, it's it's really easy, not really easy, it's easier to decipher whether or not you feel satisfied with yourself. If that, I, I'm trying to, does that make sense? I'm trying to figure out how to elaborate that better, but I can't think about, I can't like think about it. If you, going back to the whole like social battery situation, you think that people don't realize that you're done. Like people will know that you're like socially dead, right? And that, like you don't want to be there. And you being there and just forcing yourself to lighten up, it doesn't hurt anybody but yourself. And it only and it doesn't benefit the people around you either. Because I will say most of the time, if you have good friends, they'll know when you're not feeling it. And but sometimes it's really easy to get in your own head and be like, why? Like they don't realize that I don't like this. Like what are they bad people? Like no, like that's not how it works. It, it's there's so many things out of your control when it comes to how you're perceived that there's no point in sort of worrying about how you are perceived by other people rather than how you are perceived by yourself. Because, hey, you know yourself best. And I think that's like, that's like the number one thing. I've like probably said this on like multiple episodes, but it really is you deciding what is good for yourself and not what other people are deciding for you. And when you're sort of okay with stepping away from social interactions and being like, I need time for myself and I need to, you know, treat myself, you know, self, self-care day. You know, those, th- those little things that you do for yourself are ways that you're building your self-worth. And a lot of the time, you being in a social, and you overwhelming yourself, so it's very easy to overwhelm yourself socially. I get overwhelmed socially. I do it all the time. I, I It's something that I just catch myself doing and I know that I'm really good at like indulging myself in these social interactions and not understanding how it negatively affects me sometimes but i'm gonna be honest not having your self-worth is is bad not only for you but also for the people around you because when you're so worried it first of all it's just generally stressful and bad for your health like the human body by i mean our body knows when we're hungry. Our body knows when we're thirsty. Our body knows when we want to sleep, right? And think about it. When you're hungry and you're thirsty and, you, and you're tired, you eat, you drink, and you sleep, right? And those are the basic things that keep your body functioning. But there's so many things about how your body... Your body needs things... Your body needs emotional substance as well. Like, your body needs emotional satisfaction. Because a lot of stress... I mean, some stress comes from, you know, you not eating regularly or you're not sleeping regularly but it also comes from you consistently experiencing negative emotions consistently being anxious consistently being sad and i'm not saying that like obviously there are like conditions out there like depression and like like anxiety that are things that are biological and like some people just have but it's sort of it, it is really helpful to just like think about what your body and like respond to what your body is saying because most of the time if, if your body is reacting in a bad way you should probably avoid what your body is reacting to that's just how 
it's we literally have a survival instinct and the survival instinct kicks in when we're interacting with other people as well and i stand by that um when it comes to sort of like gaining self-worth there is no formula there's no secret you just it really is about self-discovery and taking care of yourself and doing things that you want and i think that the simplest way that i can put it is to just do what you want not what other people want and that is the message that i'm going to leave you with because um it self-worth i think is just a very hard topic to talk about because everybody deals with self-worth differently everybody experiences a different way like a different like everybody experiences self-deprecation and like identity crises like differently so there's obviously not one way to deal with it but generally i'd say if you do what you want and number one communicate with people you know your friends are not gonna if if they do but then they're not maybe not the best friends but your friends will not guilt you or shame you for wanting to take care of yourself um good friends will understand that and I know that when you're younger, it's harder to find that because emotionally, I would say that a lot of people aren't that mature and a lot of people don't really understand sort of boundaries and stuff. But if you can set your own boundaries and stick to them and stop caring about whether or not people are getting mad at you for having boundaries, then then you're chilling. You're absolutely chilling. And it's not like a overnight process either. It is something that you sort of just have to grapple with and do with. I'm still figuring it out. Like being in a romantic relationship says a lot about how much you value yourself and how you carry yourself in front of your partner. And it's just, you know, as you, as you learn and you experience new life experiences, you'll start to realize what your role is and what your, or what you want out of those specific scenarios. And that just builds on to like your little resume of like self-worth. Like it's like this, if I'm in this situation, I know I like this. Or like if I'm in this situation, I know I want this. And that's sort of like a good thing to have. And I think a lot of self-worth is just experiencing life and responding to it as it goes. And don't get mad at yourself for like, it's really easy. I mean, I do this. I did this all the time. I would get in like this sort of internal battle with myself where I'd be like, why am I doing this for other people? Like, I should be taking care of myself. But it's it's easy to sort of just get caught up with other people because, I mean, a lot of people are just innately social. Um, and, and this isn't to say that if you are, like, naturally introverted, I don't really know how self-worth <laughs> works with that. So maybe I'm not the best person to talk to for that. But if you are, if you do see yourself, if you are, like, a people pleaser or you care a lot about or you care way too much about other people, you know, stop doing it. And it is way easier said than done. It's so, it is way easier said than done. But sort of, I don't know, being in touch with your emotions good. Journal. I say this all the time. And hey, men, it's not a feminine thing to journal. Like, I'm sure there are manly, like quote unquote manly men out there who journal all the time exactly and they're always a little bit more emotionally healthy because when you write shit down you know what you're thinking it's really it's and it's really easy to be like oh i don't i can't really like write my thoughts down in words so you don't have to write your thoughts down just write just write like whatever's coming to your head like you don't have to attribute 
emotions with something in order to feel something or like in order to write about it you know you can just write and eventually it'll come along because i think in in my opinion i think the human body is really good at understanding what is wrong and it, it's 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 our it's our mind that can't figure it out but our body always knows and i think that if you give yourself the time for your mind and your body to sort of like create that connection then you will be more emotionally healthy and being emotionally healthy doesn't necessarily mean constant satisfaction with yourself sometimes it's just mere awareness right just understanding that you are in a good place or in a bad place that's very first of all that's very emotionally healthy but um i'm gonna stop rambling because i think that i've said a lot and i've said enough uh, maybe not enough but i've said a lot and maybe if if there's more that you'd like me to talk about with self-worth specifically or any other topic feel free to reach out um i forget how our outro goes because it's been a really long time but if you enjoyed this episode please um subscribe to us on all platforms um we're everywhere yellow fever yellow fever on everything um subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. leave a five-star rating on spotify as well you can follow us leave a rating now that that's a new thing um you can follow us on instagram at official yellow fever podcast um and yeah um hopefully i'll see you next week i can't promise that my life is a little unpredictable but i promise i will see you soon and until then take care of yourself take care of your body and i'll see you guys next time bye guys